0: Welcome to a Friday edition of The Little Red Bandwagon, a show about the show, Too Beautiful to Live. Today, I'm recording from a moderately priced hotel in the city that never sleeps, Austin, Texas. Joining me today to intro this special Friday clip show, also in my hotel room, mostly because he's here, and also the only host that's still currently awake, is Jeremy. Hello, Jeremy. Hello. How are you? I'm I'm
1: tired. <laughs> I'm tired. We're
0: a little punchy.
1: <laughs> yeah, it's uh it's one o'clock in the morning.
0: I think Texas time.
1: <clears throat> yeah, one thirty Texas time, and um, we uh, spent four hours on the road driving here <laughs> from Dallas, and um, now we're here recording an intro in a hotel room, and then I have to put the show together. Yeah, get it online. You're, so if you're hearing you're, this and it's Friday. Uh, I didn't fall asleep.
0: <laughs> <laughs> You're showing people behind the curtain how the sausage is made right now.
1: <laughs> yeah, I could go for some sausage. To be honest, I'm kind of hungry. <laughs> the uh, whatever that pastry thing that we bought on the way here—I
0: don't even know how to pronounce it. Like kolosh, kolosh,
1: kolosh. Everybody told us that between Austin and Dallas on the drive, there is a uh, some kind of bakery. It's like a 24-hour bakery that's also a gas station mm-hmm. uh, and like a like a gift store and mm-hmm. just a regular kind of gas station mini-mart type situation. But it's a bakery, and it's open 24 hours a day, and they make these wonderful cold. It's a check.
0: It's specifically like a, a check.
1: From another land. Bakery. Yeah, in the <laughs> middle of Texas. So we stopped there. Yeah. And it, it was delicious.
0: It was delicious. Mm-hmm. We've had amazing food. Very nice people, terrible drivers. <laughs> it's all the Texas experience.
2: Mm-hmm. <laughs>
1: mm-hmm. All right. So, what's this, uh, what's this clip show about, Christina? Okay.
0: So, I came up with the idea when they announced that they're having a live show in Texas um, to talk to people that attended live shows in other cities, not Seattle. There's been a few, there's been a handful of them, and so I wanted to talk to people that had attended them, ask them some questions, their favorite um, part of the show, what, what they liked best, what was interesting about that show, and that's what I brought to you today. Mm-hmm. So I hope that you guys all enjoy it as much as I enjoyed putting it together.
1: Let me ask you some questions. Christina. Okay. Um, How many of these live shows have you attended yourself?
0: Of the, I mean,
1: outside of the Seattle ones,
0: outside of the Seattle ones, just the Twin Cities. Really? That's the mm-hmm. only other TBTL and live show you've gone to. Wow. I mean, I've gone I'm to surprised. other 10s, meetups in other cities. Yeah. But this this will be but my no first. Live shows. Yeah. Are you excited? Yeah.
1: Are you excited about the Austin show? Yeah. It's uh, south of Queso Eve.
0: Yes. Technically. And don't forget two you've... more
1: sleeps, but.
0: Um. <laughs> you wear sleeves? technically it's yeah. friday right now <laughs> right um right we're and remember everyone if you're hearing the sound of my voice use the hashtag south of queso mm-hmm. for live tweeting or it, it's already blowing I up i feel all like over. that's
1: kind of a complicated hashtag i understand that uh ed from florida <laughs> researched it on instagram or something right. and saw that nobody was using it but i that's probably because nobody knows how to spell queso q u e s o It's all, uh, words with a Q in them are just confusing, though. I don't think, it's a, that's a, it also takes up a lot of characters. Like, if you're on Twitter, you
0: only got 140 characters. So, then you could use Q-O-S, if you need to write a long tweet. Queso. No. S-O-Q.
1: Okay, there we go. uh,
0: S-O-Q. It's it's late. Mm S-O-Q. But we did have some delicious (laughs) queso today we so did that's making me excited about courtesy that of torchies
1: tacos yeah. if you're hearing this and you're still in the austin area go to a torchies and yes. get chips and queso <laughs> and some good tacos uh this is now a restaurant review podcast you guys <laughs> so uh we're uh we're changing formats here um okay so christy you have uh Tell us about the format of this show. So you interviewed a bunch of people that went to live shows in other areas. Mm -hmm. And we already have that stuff recorded. Thank God. Um, (laughs) And we're just we're going to put it together after this and uh, and play it for people. So what you'll hear is like Christy talking to somebody and introducing them Mm -hmm. and then um, talking about about the event. And then you're going to hear her introducing somebody again. So it's like four little mini shows within a show. Correct. I just don't want people to get confused, I guess. Oh, yeah. yeah. And
0: let me just give their names really quick. Okay. Ed Manson's going to talk about the Park Slope show.
1: Matt is. I think it's Madsen.
0: Madsen. Yeah. Oh. You
1: said Manson.
0: I did? Mm-hmm. When I was talking to him, I said, Yeah. I, I don't know. I don't know if I actually said it such wrong. such contempt
1: for the listeners.
0: <laughs> I don't know if I said it wrong or if it's my accent, um, but whatever. Then we have Mike Farnan is gonna talk about the Los Angeles show. Mm-hmm. Emily Maurer is gonna talk about Chicago. Okay. I have an email from Christy Landerfeld also talking about Chicago. And Colon Dasgupta is gonna talk about the most current Chicago show. Mm-hmm. So I hope that you guys all enjoy this. I think I've met
1: a couple of those people. You have. At least Colon. Mm-hmm. Yeah. All right. Well uh listen through and then we'll uh we'll be back at the end with a farewell.
0: And now I'm joined by Ed Madsen, who attended the Park Slope, um, what, what was it, pa- Park Slope We Go Hard show. Yep,
3: Park Slope We Go Hard.
0: And what year was that?
3: That was 2010, like early January, oh my gosh. Like right around my birthday.
0: All right. So let's start talking about it. When did you start listening to TBTL?
3: Let's see. Let me start by saying I was a refugee. I had actually first discovered uh Luke listening to the uh Old Brian Parr project show.
0: You're an OG listener.
3: Yeah, yeah, <laughs> you know. And so it's funny cuz I remember the show that he left on that cuz he played the voicemail from Addie. She was probably 13 at the time mm-hmm. saying how much she missed him and she wished she was home, you know. So it's weird. I've gro- I've literally watched Addie or listened to Eddie grow up on the radio,
2: <laughs>
3: um. So he disappeared off that show, and I was just like, "bummer." And then somehow or another, through some kind of back channel, I had heard that he was on the air in Seattle, and then I found out the show had a podcast. So I wound up jumping in on TBTL about mm, when did uh drew mcfriz do his uh prison shows
0: oh that was pretty i think that was the first year right
3: oh it's early in the first year because it had only been on a couple months when i did it okay and when, when i, I mean when, when when i uh started listening and it was i started listening literally the week after he did those shows
0: oh okay so you you started listening then and did you go back and listen to all the other shows yes
3: okay. yes i did
0: perfect 10 you're yeah. oh, even yeah. more perfect ten because you listened to the Bryant Park project.
3: Yeah, even after Luke left, which was oof.
0: <laughs> that's what I've heard.
3: Which I'll get to, and when we talk about the Park Slope show, because okay. uh, I got Pesco was there, and I talked with him about his time filling in on that.
0: All right. So we already said you attended the Park Slope show, and what what venue was that?
3: It was this uh, place called Union Hall. And uh, I came down from upstate New York. I live about two hours north of New York City, along the Hudson River. And so I had to like take a commuter train about two hours into Manhattan, then take the subway out to Brooklyn, and then walk to this place, which was okay. You know, that wasn't that bad. We get there. It was. It was. I had just started dating my eleven at the time. We'd only been dating about two months. And this was her first exposure of any kind to TBTL. (laughs) So we get there super early because I was so worried about like, you know, missing the show and being late. Like I took the day off from work. Oh, wow. You know, so we got in, we got into Brooklyn probably about four or five o'clock. So we go inside Union Hall, which the upstairs, beautiful, looks like an old library, books on the walls, leather couches and chairs beautiful wood bar and then a bunch of bocce courts in the middle of it too and so at first my 11's like you know she's like wow this is pretty nice i think this is you know she's she's getting this like very highfalutin idea of what tbtl is <laughs> and uh i see luke and jen and sean And uh, Jason and Vanessa all come in and I go over to introduce myself with a very like, hola, friendos, (laughs) because I can only go by pictures I've seen on the Internet of them. (laughs) And to his credit, Luke was super gracious. Thank me for coming, you know, the whole nine yards. But they had to do pre-show prep. So he was like, you know, I'll catch up with you after the show. It's like, okay. I go back and sit with my 11 and I'm practically gushing. I'm like, he talked to me. He talked to me. <laughs> you know, and then we go and then we go downstairs for the show. Now, remember how nice I said Union Hall is upstairs? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's like the complete opposite downstairs. Oh, no. <laughs> the ceiling's probably not not even a full story. It's like maybe seven feet. You know? Wow. So everything feels very cramped. And it was also my 11th first uh, time ever encountering uh, unisex bathrooms. Oh, okay. You know? But like, where it's like, you know, like, you know, a bathroom where there's like, oh, yeah, there's like 20 stalls.
2: Mm
3: -hmm. Okay? That's, you, you know. You know, not just like one single unisex bathroom. It's like, you know, everybody goes in to the bathroom and goes in the private little Coke stalls and I guess do Coke or something because yes. that's the first thing that came to my mind when I saw how they had that set up because <laughs> it was floor to ceiling Interesting. <laughs> for, the, for the toilet stalls. I was like, hmm, we're definitely in Brooklyn. Um, so, you know, uh, so we we sit down and she's, you know, she's looking at my, everybody and she's like. So is everybody like this? Because we're all like, you know, we're all geeked out. We're all tens, mm-hmm. you know. <laughs> and I'm like, I'm like, I don't know. We normally are on the radio, <laughs> you know. <laughs> so that 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 was my first impression of the of the place, Union Hall, you know.
0: Um, and so was this. This was obviously your first TBTL event that you went to.
3: Correct, only TBTL event I've been to.
0: So you haven't because they haven't gone back but you haven't gone, traveled or anything.
3: No, I haven't been able to travel for any of the other live events. No. You know, someday I keep talking about getting out to Seattle.
0: Oh, (laughs) you definitely should. Um, Now, New York had, they did have a pretty, um, pretty big community of people that did meetups. Did you ever go to any of those?
3: Uh, no, actually. Um, I made a couple attempts, but, You know, something always wound up coming up at the last minute because, like I said, you know, I'm like two hours away. Right. You know, so it's like it's not just, oh, I'll just pop in, you know. Mm. Yeah. (laughs) Because, like, train fare round trip is almost $50. Oh,
0: yeah. And if they're just going to hang out at a bar, it's not worth it. Yeah.
3: Yeah, exactly. (laughs) It's like, you know, yeah, but you're right because at that time, the New York City 10s, they were a really vibrant, Mm. strong group you know they've kind of faded i think faded. A lot
0: of people have moved away or just get busy you know how that is
3: yeah well yeah. it's new york that's what happens everybody <laughs> moves away or you get busy
0: <laughs> so i have to ask did your eleven turn over is she now a 10
3: no oh. no but she but she's uh but she's a good 11 in the in the sense that she doesn't give me a lot of crap about it you know And when I start talking about what my friends Luke and Andrew did today on the radio, she (laughs) just rolls with it.
0: (laughs) That's good. (laughs) Yeah, I mean, I know know a lot of people bring their 11 for kind of comfort, the first event that they go to, and that's either, you know, a make or break, right?
3: Yeah, well, (laughs) this was a big deal for us because we'd only been dating, like like I said, we started dating that October. Oh, man. You know. You know, (laughs) and it was was just like
0: (laughs) – (laughs)
3: <laughs> yeah. Well, he who dares wins, right? <laughs> she, She's still with me, so That's I must be doing something right.
0: Uh, so were there any pre- or post-show meetups? I mean, you said you got there really early, so you guys hung out. But was there any after-party?
3: Uh, if there was, we didn't go to it because, you know, the show was actually pretty long. The mm-hmm. show was well over you – yeah, know, I mean – edited down for the podcast it was two hours the show was almost the actual show was almost like three three and a half hours and we had to get all the way back from brooklyn to grand central to catch the last train back upstate Oh, okay so we couldn't stick around for any after party
0: but you did say that you met a bunch of the people that were on the show right
3: oh yeah okay yeah got to yeah i got to yeah like i got to meet everybody you know uh Luke, Jen, Sean, you know, uh Vanessa, uh Jason, you know, they were there. As a matter of fact, it's funny, they had Vanessa and Jason hawking t shirts. Oh.
0: <laughs> so how did you meet them? Did did they have after the show people hung out and talked to yeah, them? About-
3: yeah, yeah. Yeah, like, you know, it, it, after the show ended, you know, people were going up to him and talking to him and thanking him. I did, you know, I did the thing that, like, it seems half of the tens have done, like, go up and gush them and thank them for, you know, this show because it saved our lives and, and at a really dark time, you know, kind of thing. And they got all like, you know, oh, that's so sweet. Thank you. You know, but, uh, you know, talked with the, each of them for a few minutes, you know, but it was really funny because I always had to wait because, you know, there's a couple hundred people trying to do the same thing (laughs) you know uh i wound up like sitting around talking to mike pesca okay while waiting so it was like that 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 was interesting it was like pesca before he was mike (laughs) pesca
0: so what did he think of all of this
3: He, he was very he was bemused by it he was very bemused by the the turnout and everybody's reaction to everything you know um You know, what wound up happening was him and I wound up uh, talking sports a lot because he had just started doing uh, his uh, sports podcast with Mm -hmm. uh, Slate. And we're both Mets and Jets fans. So we're, you know, doing what Mets and Jets fans do when we get together talk about how bad our teams are. (laughs) (laughs) You know? And then I was like, so Allison Stewart. Was she as awful as Luke tries to not say she was? <laughs> and the answer. And he's like, he he shoots me a look, and he's like, <laughs> you know, like he doesn't want to go on record, <laughs> right? <laughs> but you can tell by his look that he's like, yes, she is yes. terrible. <laughs>
0: She's worse than you think.
3: <laughs> yeah.
0: <laughs> Take what you think and multiply it.
3: Yeah, yeah. It was but it was uh funny. But yeah, he was very very cool and very down to earth to talk to. If you ever get a chance to meet him, he, he's he's super cool and super fun.
0: And so who who were the guests on that show?
3: Oh my god. I, I was just taking you know, I there was a bunch and I was just going through the notes that I just took from listening to it uh, for review from the archives. Mm-hmm. Like, yeah, I forgot. TB Tail used to it used to getting guests on the show was a thing mm-hmm. you know like this live show they had john hodgman camille Nangelani, i probably saying that name wrong mm-hmm. the trachtenberg family singers mia riddle lay savvy five i mean it was huge. uh eugene berman it was like it was a cavalcade of you know up and coming talent <laughs> You and know
0: did you meet any of the guests besides Mike Pesca? Did you talk to any of the other guests?
3: Uh no, no. Uh the as I recall, the Trachtenberg family singers and uh the Savvy Lay Savvy Five and Mia Riddle stuck around. Hodgman and uh Merman uh you know, did their bits, disappeared back to the green room, and I didn't see them again. I mean they might have stuck around, but I couldn't see see them.
0: What did you think Afterwards. about the Trachtenberg family S- circus
3: as i call them? <laughs> <laughs> yeah uh i got i i got a big kick out of it you know i i, I kind of like you know appreciated what what their whole vibe was mm-hmm. uh, my eleven was a little befuddled by the whole thing so she did think that the daughter's uh side project her uh
0: with the ukuleles you
3: know, or whatever the ukulele band super cute she yeah. liked them
0: yeah, they're pretty good. What, what's weird is I house sat for them in probably 2003 in New York for a week. Really? Yeah. And then I start listening to Luke and he's like, oh, I did this documentary about this weird family. that," And I'm like, oh my gosh, I totally house sat for them. <laughs> <laughs> my college friend's mom was the girl's teacher. And so when they oh, okay. pulled her out of school and decided that they're now a traveling band, um, <laughs> they kept in contact with her she kind of did some helping with learning and stuff like that while they were on the road. And so every summer she would go and watch their dogs and stay in their apartment in New York. Oh, wow. Yeah.
3: That's neat. Yeah, that's
0: that's weird. <laughs> it's one of those weird yeah. TBTL Venn diagrams, right?
3: <laughs> yeah. It was funny because it was like listening back to the show. I had forgotten that like the father is actually like calling out the crowd During their performance, for not being like as into it as they need to be, (laughs) you know.
0: Yeah, he's a weird
3: one. Which was kind. If you go back and listen to it, is kind of a theme of the night (laughs) with everybody. Oh, really? Is that? Yeah, it's (laughs) like. I mean, Hodgman's doing one of I. God, I hope it was a bit. Um, you know his you know passive aggressive belligerent you know. Thing with the crowd (laughs) Mm -hmm. that he does sometimes. Like, this is pre-evil John Hodgman persona that he invented a few years later. Um, but it was like, you know, that that starts it right off. And it's like, you know, it, it, it's kind of, huh, you know? So it's like, you know, like, then, you know, the thing with the Trachtenbergs is like, yeah, I remember thinking at the time, I'm like, this is like teetering on the edge of a train wreck. <laughs>
0: In true TBTL fashion. That's what, yes. I, I mean, I've talked to lots of people that have gone to live shows, and I myself have gone to a bunch. And the thing is, it's fun to have these celebrities on. And that was like, like you said, a crazy lineup for probably $25 ticket that you did in yeah. this tiny place in Park Slope, Brooklyn. Um, but really, what we want is just them to stand up there and talk about stuff, right? We don't need oh, celebrity guests because it kind of, it, because what it becomes is them explaining what TBTL is to this stranger.
3: Yeah, most and of the time. The thing, <laughs> and the funny thing is, like most of these guests get it. You know, like on the, at this show, get it. You know, so it wasn't like you had to do a whole lot of, you know, Luke didn't have and Jen didn't have to do a whole lot of you know laying the groundwork for this stuff. But even then, it was like. It was like so far out – it was just enough outside of what I was expecting because the show had only – when did it go off the radio? It was what?
0: 2009?
3: Yeah, and that was like what? End of summer? Mm
0: -hmm. September. Yeah. September 11th, remember? They kept saying, never forget. Never forget. (laughs) (laughs)
3: Jesus. (laughs) Um, Yeah, no. So it's like it had only been off the air for three months. Yeah, you know? so everyone was, was
0: really upset and also excited about them coming.
3: Yeah, well, that was the first to me. That was the first sign that this was actually going to work. When they came, when they came out east and did this live show, and and when I saw everybody there, like just the huge turnout and just how excited everybody was, I was like, you know, because I, I mean, like, I, I'm sure all of us who were there when the show was canceled. I mean, we were all like. I, how, how am I going to go on without right. this show? Right. You know it's and uh, and and I don't even that's not even hyperbole. I mean, it's like I'm not kidding when I said like that show saved me from like horrible depression and a not once but two really dark times in my life. You know, I was like, mm-hmm. so like seeing that at that live show was just like, okay, I think this is going to work. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I actually think this is this could be a thing.
0: So did you have that? post show uh excitement and just talking nonstop about it on the train home.
3: Oh yeah, <laughs> I mean that was the fun part. It was uh when we left uh we were uh walking out and we wound up falling in with another couple heading to the same subway stop as us and it turns out they were friends with Sean. Sean had been staying at their place for the show. Oh
0: fun.
3: Yeah, and they had to get back to their apartment for some reason they couldn't stick around. Um yeah, I don't know if she's a ten, but she runs a restaurant. They run a restaurant now called Bonchovi. Oh, I like and, it. Yeah, yeah. It's
0: very it's, Sean it's friend, right?
3: <laughs> yes, exactly. I was like, I, but you know, like we, you know, the four of us were like walking back and and just talking about everything and just laughing, you know. And apparently, like they didn't listen to the show regularly at the time, so I was like kind of filling them in, you know.
0: Okay, that's awesome.
3: <laughs> on on some of the stuff. You know, but yeah, and it was, and I got to meet. and That was also my first time meeting other tens in the wild. Oh, okay. Yeah, that was a the You know, so it was, uh, you know, getting a chance to just, you know, interact with other tens. You know, you know, be to be able to share your enthusiasm for the show with somebody else who knew what it was. That that was actually very cathartic.
0: Yeah, that's my favorite part.
3: Because I'm pretty sure I thought my eleven my thought I was kind of nuts about the way I obsessed over the show. <laughs> but
0: then when you're in a room with people like you.
3: Yeah, she's like, okay, you're still nuts, <laughs> yeah. but I get it now. <laughs>
0: but now you have a whole crew of people, so you're not insane. Yeah,
3: yeah exactly.
0: <laughs> yeah, I mean, I met one of my best friends in the world in the line for the 2000 show. She had flown in from San Francisco and was like, hi, I'm Alyssa. And I'm like, I'm Christy. And she's like, what do you do? And I had Luke had plugged my blog on the show and she's like, wait, is that you? And I said, yeah. And then ever since then, we we hung out all night and that weekend and ever since then. Best of friends. So, I mean, that's just how the tense community is. It's pretty amazing.
3: oh yeah i mean even online it's you know i remember i had a friend like moved down to austin and she just did it kind of like you know packed up her stuff left new york city and moved to austin didn't know anybody just needed to get out of the city kind of thing
2: mm-hmm.
3: and i remember like i pinged mike frizzell on facebook mm-hmm. we were like you know we were just you know we were both stans. we were you know and I just, and like I didn't know Mike, you know. Mm-hmm. You know I never met him or anything. Never really talked with him online, you know, outside of like you know when we all used to listen on uh, Stick Cam and you Wait. know comment during the show.
0: <laughs> oh, you were like, what you were Stick at what um was your name? I was name? a Stick
3: Cam, yeah. I, I'm I'm I'm, a, I'm an OG Sten.
0: Nice. What was your What was your name?
3: Uh, I think it was King Ed Raw. Okay, yeah, it's, which has kind of like been my online handle since the 90s okay <laughs> <laughs> you know okay sorry but uh, you pinged mike yeah i pinged mike and i just said hey you know you don't know me that well but we're both tens and we both you know seem to like each other's jokes a lot on facebook and mm-hmm. all um i got a friend moving down there you know she doesn't know about the area that much is it okay if she ever needs anything or any advice she can reach out to you and he was like oh yeah absolutely
0: oh Anytime, do you know if they ever met you
3: know. I don't know. I don't know. I don't think they did. You, you know,
0: is she still but, does she still listen?
3: Oh, yeah, she's yeah, she's still down in uh, Texas. She's still down in Austin.
0: Do you know so. if she's going to go to the the live show?
3: No, no, she wasn't a 10.
0: Oh, it was just
3: your friends. OK, yeah, it was just my friend. Yeah, like she wasn't. Yeah, it was, you know, different, different person than Sean's friend. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> if you got if you're getting confused. And speaking of like the when you just mentioned the 2000 show, mm-hmm. you, here's something to blow your mind grapes. Okay. This live show was show number 485.
0: Oh my gosh.
3: That's crazy. That's like that's 2000 shows ago almost. I know.
0: It's like a baby show.
3: <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, just, like I like you know, it, it's like like I said when I was listened to uh the you know the podcast of them just to kind of like refresh myself i when luke leads off with that at the start of the you know the actual show i'm like what
0: (laughs) (laughs) and at the time it seemed like a lot right wow there's 485 shows (laughs)
3: yeah you know now i'm just like like and now i'm at a point where it's like you know anything pre- just about anything pre Andrew at this point to me, is like, that's ancient history.
0: (laughs) (laughs) The old shows. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) That's funny. All right. So what, um, what was your favorite part of this show?
3: My favorite part of the show? Mm -hmm. Um, when, uh, Camille Nanjiani, I, I'm, I'm, awful on that name when camille came on (laughs) uh and he and he talked about his weird interaction with john mayer that they couldn't air on the podcast oh no yeah yeah
0: okay so you tell the story
3: well the the thing is i can't remember a lot of specific details but we're all just laughing so hard because camille's just telling the story about how he's at this event with john mayer and john mayer is like like literally trying to top camille like camille's there comedian he does -hmm. he does his jokes john starts trying to do mayer starts trying to do jokes no and then he starts going into this weirdly racist direction you know like slightly racist direction Mm -hmm, you know with you know because camille's pakistani and all and it's Mm -hmm. just like this like really like Wow, John Mayer, giant douchebag. The you know, the, the, the tabloids are right. <laughs> you know.
0: I listen, I used to listen to Adam Carolla and he had a thing is John Mayer a douchebag or is he genuine? And he's like, "We'll never know. We'll never know."
3: Yeah, it's like, <laughs> you know, just to listen to Camille's account and you know how he is cuz he's like he's got that when he, especially when he's telling a story, he's got that very like, you know, child like, "I can't believe this is happening to I me." Know. kind of thing going on. <laughs> Oh my gosh. You know, and it's just I mean, it was so then like and right after that, have a five come out Mm -hmm. and they break into waiting, like John Mayer. (laughs) I was just like And those guys have you ever seen Le Savvy Five? Okay, the lead all right, the lead singer is like imagine like imagine if Andrew went to Burning Man. No, (laughs) okay that's what this guy looked like (laughs) he's like this tall big dude balding beard glasses you know but he's dressed in like a tuxedo jacket from 1974 you know powder blue with giant lapels like a ridiculous pair of pants that don't even match the talks i'm just it was just like that was another instance of like huh these guys are a thing too. This is weird, you know.
0: <laughs> that sounds very Brooklyn. Are they from Brooklyn?
3: I think they are. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> yeah. This was also the show where, for the TBTL trivia segments, where Jen would ask uh, TBL trivia questions, mm-hmm. Luke had gotten the prizes by picking through uh, the garbage, you know, that people leave out in street corners in New York City.
0: <laughs> oh, that's amazing. That's a funny segment.
3: That was a great segment because, like, somebody got a busted boombox. <laughs> uh, at one point, they're giving out uh, a copy of uh, "Remember the Metal Band from the Eighties, Rat."
0: Yes. I yeah,
3: do. they somebody had a cassette, and throwing out a cassette of Rat and Roll that was given out as a prize, and of course, Jen starts singing "Round and Round," yeah. <laughs> and the and everybody in the audience, we all answer back with the next line. <laughs>
0: <laughs> I just imagine being one of these the the comics or the musicians and the tens are laughing you know because it's funny or whatever but jen starts to sing a song and people erupt like it's the funniest thing they've ever heard in their life right and these comics have to be like what what what's happening (laughs) we got polite applause and they do a segment awesome not awesome and everybody like standing ovation. (laughs) 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 <laughs>
3: yeah, <laughs> well, that was the best. Um, when when they did awesome, not awesome, which you know, I, I think we were. I was talking about it online with some tens the other day. You know, you know, because we had to explain the origin of RAR oh, or what yep. Vanessa was saying. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, because uh, it was such a bad drop, <laughs> poorly <laughs> recorded drop early on in the show. Bad, you know, yeah. janky drops.
0: Well, and I I went in there building too. block. I was like, because she called Luke on the phone and he recorded the voicemail probably by holding a recorder up to his phone while it's on yeah, speakerphone right. so of course it sounds terrible
3: yeah yeah <laughs> it's, it's that bergbank bank quality that we come to expect <laughs> from tvtl
0: so do you have any favorite parts of the show that were on the podcast
3: uh yeah um like i said it was just so charming like you know the call and response stuff like you know the interaction between the crowd and and Jen especially Mm -hmm. was great just like you know every time she would like start singing something we'd all start singing along or (laughs) answering back so but there was also um, yeah I'm trying to the Eugene Merman segment was actually a lot of fun because it was like Eugene came out and I think he was a little drunk (laughs) a little teeny yeah (laughs) <laughs> and so he was also doing his, you know, Eugene Merman, slightly passive aggressive, belligerent comedian shtick. Yes. But by this time, we've all settled into it because <laughs> the crowd's getting a little teeny. Because I right. had a bar downstairs,
0: so you had to leave the show to go get alcohol. They didn't have it. No, they had a bar downstairs. Oh, they, okay. Oh, they did yeah, have yeah, a downstairs. Bar. You were downstairs. That's right. Yeah. Um. I I vaguely remember tens telling stories about eugene and john sitting together at some point and being big jerks to everybody
3: well i don't remember them sitting together but yeah they were kind of jerky i mean like i said it was like the show had this weird the get when with the guests with the exception of camille you know who who you know and the you know the and the musical guests you know you know uh, obviously because they didn't really come up and talk on the stage that much but like the guests there was this like weird belligerence between like john hodgman and eugene merman and the audience it was like you know nothing like outright where it was just you know you you know nobody was heckling mm-hmm. but like you know i remember I, hodgman's comments about cats you know and You know, and having to put his cat down and stuff, like, really really turned into, like, this, like, thing where it was just, like, somebody's going to storm the stage soon.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. It seems like a really bad idea to have so many sarcastic kind of mean comics because then it just becomes a
3: bummer. Well, yeah, and I think that's part of the thing. I think part of what makes TBTL work is that it's not really sarcastic mm-hmm. it is it's very heartfelt <laughs> <Right>. you know <laughs> it's you know it's it's very genuine i mean i know like you know they always try to be very ironic at times and stuff but it, it's like the whole the whole vibe of the show and i think why we all love it still is that it, it comes from a very genuine place you know and so like when you have that many guests on stage who are you know trading in the comic currency of the time you know this was you know we're coming out of the mid-2000s you know we're you know being you know edgy ironic ed- lords is <laughs> kind of the thing i guess you know <laughs> and uh you know so it, it was weird i mean it, it wasn't bad but it was just weird you know
0: yeah it's a weird vibe for tbtl
3: yeah and i mean it wasn't like anybody was like you know Oh, they were terrible up there, but it was just like it was—it was, it was just definitely not like like when I heard other live shows, like the shows at the Neptune,
2: mm-hmm.
3: where uh, Mike proposed to Emily and stuff. Mm-hmm. Different—I could I completely different vibe, completely different right. vibe, you know. So whatever you guys are doing out in Seattle, you were doing it right. <laughs> <laughs>
0: well, hopefully, in the Austin show, they figure it out, and it will be awesome. Um, All right. Yeah. So I'm asking everyone this. Whenever there's a live show or a meetup or or anything like that, there's a lot of people that say they're too nervous to attend or they have a lot of apprehension. So do you have any advice to 10s who are too nervous to attend anything?
3: Don't be nervous at all. Don't be nervous at all. The 10s really are just we're, we're a bunch, we really are a bunch of sweethearts. I mean, I literally gave $20 to somebody I didn't even know. So she could buy a t-shirt. Oh, cause she was in college and she was broke, and I'm just like, she really wanted the Mr. Knightley t-shirt. And I was like, here you go. And I remember my 11 said to me, who's that? I'm like, dunno, <laughs> but it was, like, <laughs> you know, and, but yeah, I mean, everybody, you know, everybody's super friendly. You know, at the shows, so it's you know if you're nervous because you don't know anybody or anything. Trust me, within an hour, you're gonna know people. Right. You know? You're gonna so go like alone
0: gotta... and be filled in a room with friends, and that seems yeah, exactly. Weird, that's but that's real.
3: <laughs> that's exactly what it's like. You know, I mean, as a matter of fact, I felt kind of bad for my eleven because, <laughs> like, because she didn't really have a reference for anything going on. Right. So if you're bringing an eleven, if this is their first TB Tell experience, if you haven't had them listen to the show before, don't bring an eleven. Right. <laughs> you know,
0: or at least like prep them for what's.
3: Bring happen. two eleven. Right. <laughs>
0: two eleven. <11s laughs> so they have somebody out. to talk to. <laughs> yeah, Anne made for the um, Twin City show. She made name tags, and it was like, I'm a ten. I'm an eleven, or I don't even know what the hell I'm doing here, or something like that,
3: those I met, yeah, I remember that that was great, <laughs> yeah.
0: and it it is true you can kind of see who the elevens are they're like they don't really know they're the ones usually probably drinking a lot more, <laughs> yeah, yeah, <laughs> I feel like they should have an eleven station where they all just kind of hang out and talk about how yeah. crazy it is. <laughs>
3: Yeah, it's funny. We could just like, you know, ma- we we could just make like everybody's spouses like, you know, from the show like, you know, honorary chair members of that. Cuz <laughs> even at that show, I remember like even Jason and Vanessa were just kind of looking around <laughs> at like this is for real, isn't it? <laughs>
0: you know. I know, especially that was pretty early on. I know Jason has always been in charge of merch or photography so he gave himself jobs which is nice to keep yeah. keep busy
3: yeah but Vanessa was just kind of like what because <laughs> you know I, I don't think she got involved with the live shows as much you know yeah so it was just like when she was out there in New York so it's just kind of she's like huh, ah, you know <laughs>
0: and everyone knows her right And so they come up and they want to talk to her and say, oh, and then you did this and you did that. And she's just like, yeah, smile and nod.
3: (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. You know, I always felt bad for her in those situations because, you know, on the show and even there at the thing, it was just like, "Eh." (laughs) you know, it's like I always wonder if that didn't play a factor in, you know.
0: Oh, yeah. I mean, you have to. It It is strange. I wonder how he. I mean, because he was already together with Vanessa when this happened, when this blew up, right? So she was there at the beginning. But I mean, how does he... I mean, did he have to have a conversation with Carrie? So I'm involved in this thing, and it's kind of weird. And thousands of people know who I am and yeah. will want to stop by our house and take pictures of it and send <laughs> yeah. us weird things in the mail. I'm talking to you, Bobby Pape. um, Like <laughs> it's just, it's just a weird thing, right? Cause he's not a rock star, but he has this huge following of people who think they know everything about his life. Yeah. Cause we kind of do right. Because
3: yeah, well that's, that's what Mike Pesca said, why he mm-hmm. loves the show so much. It's, it, he, turns, he listens to it every day because it's just a guy talking about what's going on in his life that right. day.
0: Right. <laughs> <laughs> and when you try to explain it, people think, oh, interesting. But they don't think it's interesting. They think that it's weird that we listen to this. But... <laughs> yeah. So. All right. Well, thank you so much for coming on.
3: No problem. Anytime.
0: Yeah. All right. And now to talk about the 2010 Los Angeles live show is Mike Farnan. Hello.
4: Hello. How are you? I'm good. How about yourself?
0: Good. Uh, This show definitely um, has a lot of lore around it because of the things that happen. So I'm really excited (laughs) to talk to you about it.
4: Absolutely. Um,
0: First, let's talk about when did you start listening to the show, to TBTL?
4: I started listening in uh, late 2009 was when I became a regular listener. So this would have been probably less than a year after I started listening to the show.
0: Okay. And um, let's see. Was this your first TVTL event?
4: Yes. Since I live in Los Angeles, I didn't, I've did. i never been able to go to any of the Seattle shows, unfortunately.
0: And there, I know because Los Angeles is so big... There isn't much of a community there, right?
4: Yeah, not that I'm aware of. I know somebody came up with the clever nickname uh, Tengelinos at some
0: point. Yeah, it's
4: a great name. Yeah, (laughs) yeah, it is. But, you know, I don't... I'm not aware of any sort of Facebook group or there's not really been any meetups that I'm aware of. So if there are other tens out here in Los Angeles who ever want to get together, I would definitely be up for uh, doing something like that in the future.
0: And did... Was... there a meetup before or after
4: uh the live show uh no not that i'm aware of i I know luke said in one of his intros that a bunch of people hung out after the show and honestly i can't remember how late i stuck around after the show it just so it's not like i got to meet a lot of other tens and get to know them unfortunately
0: and what theater was it in
4: it's in it was in the legendary Troubadour here in West Hollywood which if you're not familiar with it is a club that's been around since the 1960s and many many famous bands have gotten their start there uh legendarily uh, Elton John play, played his first uh live US show at the Troubadour and uh you know all kinds of very famous bands play, play there, even though it's a relatively small venue so It's got a lot of uh, history behind it, and it was a great place for a live show. It's only about 400 people, I would guess, at the most, and so it's a pretty intimate venue.
0: Did they sell it out?
4: They didn't. I remember being very surprised by that because, you know, it's not a big place, and then also the lineup he got was amazing, you know? There are tons of people who were pretty successful at that time and many who have gone on to even greater success, you know, so... People like Mark Marin and Garfunkel and Oates and Dana Gould and quite famously uh, Rob Corddry um, <laughs> and uh, even more. Jesse Thorne from uh, Bullseye Podcast and uh, it, even more guests. I'm forgetting everybody because it was it was really a jam packed show.
0: Yeah, all star lineup. I feel like now if they did a show in Los Angeles, they would sell it out just because people more people would go there.
4: Oh, yeah. I mean, several of these guys have now done, you know, their own live shows and routinely sell out much, much bigger theaters. So I'm sure they could sell out a huge theater if they were to do something similar today with a similar lineup.
0: So when it first started, so you're standing in line to get in. Were people talking to each other? Did you meet anybody?
4: Uh, No, it was a pretty mellow scene. You know, it it there wasn't like a big line or anything and people just kind of you know wandered around or hit up the bar uh beforehand and so it was it didn't seem like uh people really knew each other you mm. know i don't know if that's just a function of not having sort of the scene that the seattle tens have or not or if it's just Los Angelinos being Los Angelinos, yeah. but uh, <laughs> everyone's too cool to talk to. each other. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. So <laughs> it definitely doesn't have quite the community vibe that it sounds like, you know, the St. Michelle uh, picnics have right. or anything like that.
0: And when you got in your seat and it and it started, what was your first impression?
4: Uh, it was an interesting scene. You know, it was great to see those people in a uh, Real life, who I'd been listening to on uh, the uh, podcart for so long, and uh, you know, got off to a great start with uh, Mark Marin telling a very funny story about how Luke revealed in a previous <laughs> appearance that which hotel uh, Mark was staying at, and Mark apparently has a stalker who was excited to learn that information and tracked Mark down. So uh, Mark was a little annoyed with Luke for revealing uh, his uh, location. Yeah. Uh, I, I guess that was during a previous live show. I'm not sure quite what Mark was specifically referring to. but uh,
0: Well, he was on a show when it was a podcast only. I think it was either in the studio or a call-in. And he was being vague, like, I'm at this hotel and they recently updated it. And Luke said, oh, let me guess, it's this one and mark was like yeah yeah that's right and (laughs) and then his stalker found him
3: (laughs) yep
4: (laughs) yeah so uh so that that was how the show started with uh mark maron uh telling that story
0: (laughs) oh man um let's see so what was your favorite part of the show
4: I mean, the whole show was really funny. You know, Luke has kind of referred to it after the fact as some sort of disaster, but it really wasn't. It was, you know, a lot of great guests and uh, it did go very long. I think it was more than two hours long. So by the end, everybody was just like, when is this show going to end? <laughs> but, uh, but you know, everybody on it was pretty funny, except for Rob Corddry, who- uh, as Luke would later tell, apparently got very drunk and was uh, hitting on uh, Jen in a very inappropriate fashion backstage.
0: Oh, it wasn't on stage. So, was no
4: on stage. He said, uh, "Yeah, I'm. I'm never very funny when I'm this drunk." And he kind of, you know, you could tell he was not uh, all there uh, based on the, the amount he had to drink. So he uh, he didn't. I don't remember him like saying anything wildly inappropriate. He was just kind of out of it, you know? Uh, So it wasn't, it didn't sound, it's funny, uh, I was listening to another uh, recap of a live show that Luke did in New York, and he mentioned that Eugene Merman was super drunk during that show and apparently made uh, a lot of obnoxious comments. But but Rob Corddry wasn't obnoxious, he was just kind of out of it, so... (laughs)
0: So who else was there? We've talked about Mark Marin, now Rob mm-hmm. Cordry. Who else?
4: Uh Dana Gould was there. He did oh. some stand-up and he's a also gem. Ch- Yeah, yeah. He's he great. he's I like his podcast a lot. If you're not familiar with it, uh the Dana Gould hour, uh I I would assume a lot of tens would find that a very enjoyable podcast. And uh Garfunkel and Oates came on uh at two separate parts during the show and did two uh, very funny songs. And uh, there was another musical guest who I've now forgotten the name, but they did a song that was really good. And uh, Jesse Thorne from the Bullseye podcast was there. And I'm trying to think who else. There were more guests, but um, those are the only people that really uh, have stuck in my memory.
0: All right. So um, I'm asking this of everyone. What I've noticed is anytime a live show or a meetup gets announced that people seem to be really nervous or um, apprehensive of going to these things. And I would like to know if you have any advice to tens that are too nervous to go to an event.
4: Uh, I would say just go, you know, I know a a lot of tens are more on the introverted side. I would certainly (laughs) consider myself an introvert. So there are certainly times where where I have to motivate myself to uh to go out uh but you know I think anybody who's familiar with te- tens in general or with the little red bandana crew knows it's a very welcoming group. So it's uh I think it's to everybody's advantage to get more people to go out to events and uh and uh enjoy themselves.
0: That's great. Did you take anyone with you?
4: Did I, you, didn't. I didn't. I just went by myself.
0: Okay. A lot of people have stories of dragging another person who has no <laughs> idea what's going on.
4: <laughs> yes, I'm single, so I haven't had to explain what a TBTL or a 10 is to anybody. <laughs> so uh, that's a, that uh, wasn't an issue for me.
0: Before I met... Um poor Jeremy, that now gets dragged to everything, Um, I would randomly take friends. And it was almost as if they're like, "Ah, but I went last
4: time. Come on.
0: (laughs) (laughs) And I would probably buy them drinks. Like, I'll I'll buy you whatever I'll buy. I'll pay for all your drinks.
4: (laughs) (laughs) So you just resorted to bribery. That's how you would convince people. (laughs) I think that's a good method, you know.
0: (laughs) Until I met enough and until I went to a couple and met enough people that I feel comfortable going by myself, obviously, now.
4: Sure, sure.
0: All right. Do you have any other any last words about the L.A. show?
4: Uh, no, I mean, I, I, I guess I would say I would hope Luke would consider doing another live show, even though he didn't really feel the one he did was successful. But uh, it really was enjoyable for those of us in the audience. So hopefully he will not rule out doing another show in the future. Not that he'll hear this message.
0: But <laughs> I was hoping that they would while Andrew was there.
4: Yeah, it's funny, you know, Andrew. uh while his while he was here, I always I did some uh light to medium level stalking of him because certainly <laughs> mentioned going to many different places that are right here in Hollywood and Koreatown and everything. So I was always slightly surprised that I never managed to run into him, but uh, that uh, never happened unfortunately, and I was always a little disappointed that I never had uh, ran into him. Uh, a uh, sighting of Andrew in the wild yeah but what so. would you have said I think I just would have gone up and said hey I've been a a 10 and a long time listener for a long time and I really love the show um, you know and maybe catrolled him if uh, <laughs> if I could do that <laughs> so <laughs> but alas <it> never happened
0: <laughs> all right thank you so much for coming on talking about this
4: uh, my pleasure
0: And next, we have Emily Maurer, who attended both days of the Chicago 2011 shows. Hello, Emily. Hi. How are you today?
5: I'm doing well. How are okay. you?
0: Great, great. All right. So my first question is always, how did you start listening to TBTL?
5: Yeah, Um. I'm guessing it was, wait, wait, hearing Luke on there. Um. I, yeah, I don't remember exactly. Um... I'm fairly certain it was way, And do you know when? Um, It was while they were still on the radio. So I think, yeah, I think it was like, I don't know. I think they were just a few months in.
0: Oh, wow. So have you gone back and listened to all of them?
5: I've listened to most, I think. Oh.
0: Yeah. An almost perfect 10.
5: I like it. Almost. (laughs) Not quite. (laughs) I think I've listened to all the beginning ones. I think there's some in between that I that I've missed
0: but so you would listen to it as a podcast obviously the next day or whenever yeah. they put it up and it was in the three parts or whatever yeah all right so I kind of already spoiled it but my next question is usually uh what show did you attend
5: <laughs> so I have attended all of the shows in Chicago so I attended the ones in uh 2011 and then it was just last year right mm-hmm. so 2016, yeah.
0: And so, was the Chicago the first day Chicago show because in 2011 they had two days, they did it right the show two days. Um, was the first show you attended the first TBTL event that you had attended?
5: No, no, I think it was while they were still on the radio, but it could be a little off on the timeline. Luke was, um, doing an episode of Wait, Wait, and there was a little meetup afterwards, and I came to Chicago for that episode. I was there for the weekend and went to the taping of Wait, Wait, and we met up at Rossi's afterwards. Of course. (laughs) Right? No Alice's that time? No Alice's that time, no. (laughs) But you've been to Alice's? I have,
0: I have. (laughs) Of course. (laughs) I mean, Chicago, the Chicago Tens used to have a very lively community i'm not so sure Mm -hmm. as as much now i've met up with them twice now um Mm -hmm. so have you gone to meetups non-sanctioned um tbtl events
5: yes yeah i've gone to a few that have been here um i know so, so i moved from michigan in 2014 to chicago And the Chicago 10s were lovely and welcoming and actually made me feel really at home. Um, So they they were great. Um, And then I went, I think I went to one that you came to, actually, at the Holiday Club. No, I didn't go to the Holiday Club. Holiday Club? Maybe I could be wrong on the location. But it, it was you went to the Air and Space Museum, I think, oh, earlier in yes. the day. Yes. Yeah, yeah.
0: Well, maybe. Oh, yes, we did go to that place. <laughs> I,
5: <laughs> I didn't
0: remember where we were, and I had yes. lots of vodka drinks. <laughs>
5: yes. Yes. It wouldn't be a TV show no. without a lot of vodka drinks.
0: <laughs> because then we moved on to a different location, right?
5: Right right
0: and so. it was a shit show <laughs> just yeah, like a yeah, TV you never.
5: <laughs> well
0: <laughs> yes so you lived in Michigan and drove down to attend the live shows
5: uh, i took the train yeah took mm-hmm. the
0: train okay yes yeah. and had so this was your first event or you did the wait wait. Was that uh-huh. the first time you met tens Was that this Wait Wait meetup? And
5: yes. And I did you arrange so, yes.
0: it through the Facebook page?
5: Uh no, it was this was still my Northwest day. Oh. So we did it through yeah. <laughs>
0: <laughs> through comments <laughs> on a blog post. <laughs> uh, correct. <laughs> I see. <laughs> That's hilarious. So have you, um, I've told my story multiple times of meeting some of my best friends in line waiting for, or at pre-funk ev- um, events before an event. Um, did you meet anyone during these that you still are in touch with?
5: Yeah. I mean, like you said, I, you, um, the Chicago 10s aren't as active as they used to be, but Joe and Mike are fantastic. Yes. Um. Yeah. I, I, I'm not a big Facebooker, so I'm not great at keeping up with people. But they, all of the 10s I have met, like they still feel like friends to me, even if I'm not super great with keeping in touch. And um,
0: so before these two shows, the 2011 mm-hmm. ones, were there pre-show or post-show meetups before them?
5: Uh, there was, but I did not attend because I had my mom with me <laughs>
0: <laughs> okay so tell me about that <laughs> yeah
5: so it was mother's day weekend and uh, i wanted someone to come with me to for the for the weekend not necessarily for the shows i didn't think she would come to the shows you know we could do other fun things in chicago for the weekend and she was like no i want to go with you so So she came with me and yeah, she really was. She, I mean, she didn't know what a TBTL was (laughs) other than, you know, hearing me talk about it. Um, so yeah, I, I I called her after, um, talking to you initially and was like, what do you remember from this time and how did you feel? (laughs) Yeah, And she said, she said that she was really nervous. Um, she didn't know what to expect. Mm -hmm. Um, but (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> that they were a lot crazier than she expected them to be oh really
0: okay that's <laughs> <Yeah>. funny. <laughs>
5: um right
0: well I guess that makes sense because there's a rap song that happens um Sean <laughs> uh-huh. talks about hanging out with a, a homeless person all night who <laughs> tries to get him money tries <laughs> yeah. to get money from him um yes
5: <laughs> yeah so that was the, the that story was the second night or the second show and after the first show we were talking about it and she's like they all seem so nice and that sean just seems like such a sweet person (laughs) and (laughs) after hearing his story um i don't think she necessarily thought poorly of him but she she didn't have any more like glowing (laughs) sean comments
0: (laughs) now were on this show did he do some kind of weird cooking in a hotel room
5: um it yeah he made a cupcake or cup Um, Cake cake, cake pops. Cake pops. (laughs) Yes. (laughs) Out of angel food cake and canned frosting. (laughs) Mm -hmm. (laughs) (laughs) Yep.
0: I don't know if he's ever read a recipe in his life. No. All right. (laughs) So, what was your first first impression coming into the live show? You know, maybe standing in line as it's starting. What did you feel when the music started? Everything.
5: Well, so it started, um, I, we found, we found seats, we sat down and then I went up to the bar to get some drinks and I was walking back and I'm not very graceful. And so I tripped and fell a little and mm-hmm. spilled my drinks and like spilled a drink on someone, not much, just a little. And I thought, oh no, I've just ruined the entire night. Mm-hmm. And instead everyone around me was like, good save. Cause I didn't spill that much. <laughs> And I was like, that's why I love these people because any other event that I've gone to and something like that happens, people are angry and, and these are tens, So they're like, no, it's okay. We're all here having a good time. And you, you know, got a couple drops of a drink on me. So what? And, and so that was, that was, you know, I think that just cemented my feeling, my good feelings of the 10s. Um, and then yeah when the music starts it's exciting it's it's exciting to watch the show happen and and yeah to hear the music start and to like know that that you are kind of part of it and
0: um i have to ask did your mom become a 10 after this
5: (laughs) no (laughs) i don't think she knows what a I, I don't think she would have any idea how to get a podcast. <laughs> yeah.
0: Did she come to the 2016 show with you? She
5: did not. Oh. No. <laughs> I think she had her fill. Okay.
0: <laughs> it's like I did that once. I don't ever have to do it again.
5: Yeah.
0: All right. So what was your favorite part of the show or both shows? Either one.
5: Yeah. So I think I really... So Peter Sagal was on the, the the second episode and he he just seemed so confused. <laughs> like <laughs> I really I really think he underestimated how much people love the show and how much, you know, maybe they love Luke in particular or like just have yeah, have good feelings towards this this weird thing. Mm. <laughs> and <laughs> Um, they had done TBTL players earlier, or that was, the, yeah, they had done TBTL play earlier that night, and he just came out and seemed very confused and like, why are all these people here cheering for this weirdness? And, and I, re- yeah, I thought that was great. <laughs> um, and then, yeah, the TBTL players, you know, it's always good to see them. Yeah. Um, <laughs> they did a, a scene from ER. Which wasn't any ER episode that I remember, but <laughs> um, they had on uh, uh, bathrobes that they had taken from the hotel, and as I recall, a fake mustache on Luke. Um, so yeah, of course, why not? Why not? I'm sorry, I'm sorry, the TV tail players, not Luke. Right. I don't, no, I know, I know. Yeah, no, no. Isn't it funny that
0: they never named the the players? I know i I think there's a real opportunity there missed opportunity absolutely
5: i i mean I really think that they should invite them back,
0: oh, for sure, it's been a while, it's been a while, yeah, any the next time Jen's on the show, the players need to come
5: absolutely, no, I agree
0: completely. I would put my t b t thon money on that show
5: ah uh, yes, or or you know, don't promote that Jen's gonna be on, just you know bring the players on, do a little skit. And then have Jang come on. It will be such a nice surprise. Yes.
0: <laughs> She's probably missed the players as well. i, am, I
5: imagine so. <laughs> Too bad we can't send an email to you know have our idea heard. <laughs> <laughs> um.
0: So the last um, question I ask everyone is, um, what I've noticed is whenever one of these live events come out, people say, "Oh, I really, I, w- I wish I could go, but." I'm I'm too shy or I'm too nervous or I don't want to go alone. And mm-hmm. do you have any advice for a 10 that is too nervous to attend an event?
5: Yes, I am that person usually. And I say, you know, I, I think if you go alone, you're going to find a bunch of friends immediately. Um, but yeah, you also can take your mom and <laughs> no one cares. Um, no one, you know, no one cares. Um, yeah, I, I say go. I so it wasn't a live show, but the the first event I went to was that meetup at Rossi's, and, and like at four points in the night, I nearly didn't go, and I got to the bar. and Have you been there?
0: Have you yes. been to Rossi's. <laughs>
5: yeah. So it's tiny,
0: very small, cash
5: only. It's cash, cash only, <laughs> very small. And I I walked in and I was so, so incredibly nervous. And I I didn't know anyone. I had never met another ten before. And so I I knew no one there. I didn't have anyone with me. And I like did a quick loop around Rossi's and I was like, okay, I'm just leaving. And then Luke stopped me and he's like, Oh, are you here for the meetup? And I said, Yes. And of course made a fool of myself because he said, Hi, I'm Luke Burbank and I said, Hi, I know. <laughs> no, that's
0: awesome. He loves that. <laughs> that.
5: no, that yeah, that was just one of the terrible things I like <laughs> put in mouth things I did that night. <laughs> but it was a lovely night and I met lovely people. And so so yeah, I say go and and you will meet lovely people and have a great time. For sure.
0: All right. Did you have anything else you wanted to say about these specific shows or just TBTL in general?
5: Um, not particularly. I mean, just that that I love, even though I'm not terribly active, I love being a part of this group of people. And and yeah, I mean, I've stuck around for A long time, you know, (laughs) a long time, (laughs) which I think is just a testament to how, you know, how great it is.
0: For sure. All right. Thank you so much for coming on, Emily, and talking about your experiences. Thank you. Next, I would like to introduce a special guest, Colon from Chicago. Hello. Hi, Christy. How are you? I'm good. How are you? Good. I'm so so glad you could join me on today's show. Um, I have just a couple questions for you. Okay. When did you start listening to TBTL?
2: Um a fairly recent listener. I think it was like 2014. Oh, okay. Um, like a lot of people I'd heard, Luke on Wait Wait, I started listening to the Wait Wait podcast. It was like one of my first podcasts and so i had been listening to that and then i heard luke on the show and he was you know it's meant they mentioned a podcast too beautiful to live and i thought who in the world <laughs> would name their podcast too beautiful to live i thought that was weird and I, I wrote it down and i decided to give it a listen and so i've been listening pretty much ever since then so i think it's around that time um like i listened to the episode right before because does one in Chicago, and he was walking around, like, Millennium Park and stuff like mm-hmm. that in Chicago. Um, it was around the time, I know it was around the time that he was transitioning to um, Port Townsend. Okay. Because there was, like, that week of shows that were, like, what are you doing here?
0: Oh, right. Followed,
2: like, right after that. So that's how it all started, was mainly Wait, Wait, like a lot of other listeners, I think.
0: So I have to ask, are you a perfect 10? Did you go back and listen to all of them?
2: No, I'm not a perfect 10. Um, <laughs> there's very rare. Little... There's, yeah.
0: there's hardly any of us. So <laughs> yeah, exactly.
2: Uh, most of my past knowledge comes from Little Red Bandwagon, thanks to you guys. Okay. So, uh, But I enjoy, of course, hearing all the old stuff, um, the gen days and yes. so forth.
0: All right. So let's talk about what you're on here to talk about today. What show did you attend? What live show?
2: Uh, the most recent one in Chicago, so it was early December. Mm-hmm. Um, I had heard about previous Chicago live shows. Like I met some tens here and they talked about when they came and how cool it was and which fun they had. And I was like jealous. I was like, man, <laughs> man I really want to see a live show. And then they announced it and I got super excited and, uh, and I, I made sure to go. Although I initially didn't have tickets because I was waiting on my 11, my wife to see, if I could get her to go. And then when she finally said, no, I'm not going to that, but she did go to the live wire the night before. Um, the tickets are gone. I was like, Oh my God, I missed the tickets. But fortunately I was able to get one that someone had an extra. So
0: yeah, I always, out. I always um, buy them. I mean, cause they're usually cheap under $30. Yeah. I always get them and then hope I can, I can make it to the show. Cause I know they go so quickly. That's part of Luke's anxiety. He always gets theaters that are way too small.
2: Right. Okay. (laughs) See, I'm new to this. So it was my first live show. So now I know for the future.
0: I ended up, I got a ticket and then ended up giving it to Joe McCauley because she didn't get tickets in time and I ended up not being able to go. Okay.
2: That worked out for (laughs) Joe then.
0: Was this your first TBTL event or meetup, I should say?
2: No, I've been. Uh, we had a couple meetups. In fact, one where you guys were I there. I met you, right? Yeah, yeah.
0: We went to oh, Alice's. We went very
2: briefly. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, so that was probably the second one. The first one I actually kind of helped organize. That was the, I think it was the night of the Mar- TBTL Mariners game. Oh, and okay. And then, and then I, I pushed to have like a little meetup separately because other other, you know, TBTL groups were doing that. I thought we could do that and meet up at analysis. And then, so it was like a weeknight. Only a few people showed up, but, um, that's what I met Mike and Joe and, you know, a few other people. And it was a lot of fun. So I'd say that was like the third event that I went to with Tens.
0: Were there, for the Chicago show, were there any, um, pre or post show meetups?
2: There were some organized, um, I live kind of in the suburbs now, so I had trouble making those, but I know uh, they went. some people got together at Rossi's and stuff like that. Mm. Like, I just barely made it in time oh, okay. <laughs> for the show myself. Um, and then there was a post-show post, post show afterwards, and I tried to, go, tried to organize that as well, but I didn't end up going. I was just too tired. Um, but yeah, so it was pre and post post-game activities.
0: So what did you think of? This was your first event where Luke and Andrew were there putting on an actual TBTL show that you've heard of, you know, heard these live shows in the past. What did you, what were your first impressions?
2: Um, I just really enjoyed, it just does make a big difference to have the crowd there. I was really into it. Mm -hmm. Um, When people started cheering, applauding, you know, applauding right away. Uh, you kind of felt that energy, and you could kind of feel from them that they were feeling it as well um so that energy in the room was was really cool, and it kind of helped you almost focus more on what was going on um, which is really good i just it was just really a kind of look, kind of almost an electric atmosphere. it sounds cliche, but it it, yeah. it really felt that way. <laughs> but so yeah, I just my first impression was like, "Wow, this is really cool, I'm really gonna enjoy this,
0: yeah. And then did you end up listening back to the live show? Yes, I did. And what did, what did you think? Did they cut out uh, parts or um, were there things that were missing or, um, oh, I didn't even remember because I've been at these live shows and, and then I listen back and I go, oh, I don't even remember them talking about it because of, like you said, the electricity in the air and everyone yeah. kind of talking and laughing and you miss, miss some of the jokes.
2: Yeah, uh, they didn't cut anything out. There were some things maybe I heard a little, a little more clearly when I listened back, but I, I don't think they really cut anything out. I don't recall them cutting anything out. It was, it was a while ago. It was over like six months ago, so <laughs> i trying to say now, but yeah, I don't recall them cutting anything out. All
0: right. Do you have any... Wh- I hear often, I see this in the Stens page and people actually just personally telling me this, that they are that they always feel too nervous or um, have apprehensions going to any of these TBTL events or meetups or anything. What do you have any advice that you could give to a 10 that feels too nervous to go?
2: I think if you're a 10 and you're on the fence about going, I think you should definitely go. Um, even if it means you got to drive a couple hours, because as soon as you're into the room, I mean, you're going to be with like a bunch of people who, kind of share your sense of humor about things and you can they'll know all the drops and all the lines from the show and, and it's almost like you know something about them already. You know, it's just the little details like where you're from and so forth. So like you already have that commonality which kind of makes it really easy to break the ice with new people. It's really uh So yeah, if you're on the fence and you're just not sure, you know, you should definitely like I said, you should definitely go and and, and you know I'm sure you'll have a good time because because tens really, you know, tens are generally nice people and they they enjoy each other's company.
0: Oh, that's great advice. Um, okay, so what was your favorite part of the show?
2: I can think about it. It was actually kind of hard because some pretty good parts here and there. Um, I'd have to go with Serengeti's live performance because <laughs> uh, it's such a TV tale thing, just this whole song becoming popular amongst this group and I think even he was a bit surprised like all these people are here to see me right. <laughs> um, and he and probably
0: didn't cause... know what he was doing there <laughs> right?
2: <laughs> like... like what's going on What's the uh, TVTL um, and it's funny his interview was a it seemed almost a bit awkward he was really like off to the side I mean you can hear him on the recording like hey you want to move over here and he was like no I'm fine over here like way <laughs> off to the side of the stage um, but when he started performing, you could tell he's really in his, uh, sort of his element and he was enjoying kind of feeding off the crowd and really, uh, I thought he gave a really good performance. I really enjoyed, yeah. you know, both of his songs really. Well, especially
0: from a song that, I mean, I don't even remember what year it's from, but it wasn't even a new hit.
2: <laughs> yeah. It was like 2012 or something. <laughs> right. And here we are in 2016. <laughs> uh, yeah, but he, he just he, he, like he's just the kind of guy who's maybe not so comfortable talking about himself or whatever. But when he gets starts performing, he's really right. It's kind of shines. So I really enjoyed that.
0: All right, thank you so much for coming on the show and talking about your experience at the live show. Um, would you go again?
2: Oh, absolutely. I anytime they're again. in Chicago. <laughs> yeah, anytime they're in Chicago, I like to come out. They bring back the picnics. Maybe I'd like to come out to the picnic. It mean, oh. sounds like a lot of fun too. Have you so. ever been to Seattle? I have. Um my wife my brother in law is actually in kind of the Tacoma area. Oh, okay. So yeah, kind of in the area. So we've been out a few times. We need to go back. So
0: Yeah, I'll next, try to arrange it. Next time there's a big live show, maybe three thousand? Yeah. Three thousand show.
2: <laughs> <laughs> exactly. Yeah, I should definitely. Come
0: well, I hope you do. All right. Thank you so much for coming on.
2: Oh, you're welcome, Christy. It's mm. a lot of fun. Okay.
1: Well, Christy, thank you for taking us. Down that, a uh, trip, d- a trip down memory lane. Is that how the saying goes? <laughs>
0: I guess. <laughs> I'm
1: I'm not good with sayings, but I always try and say them, <laughs> yeah. and uh, and I can't ever remember. I think remember your what mess
0: ups make it even better. Though. Yeah,
1: a rising tide floats What's the boats. All boats. Yeah, yeah. I think it was Ronald Reagan mm-hmm. that said that, right?
0: I don't remember. We've talked about this before. Okay.
1: All right. Um, okay. So yeah, thank you for that. That was uh that's cool that you put that together. Now I have to ask you a couple other questions. Oh no. Uh, these are about live shows in the Seattle area. Okay. Because uh, I know that you've attended quite a few of those. Everyone. Like. Them. A, 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 okay. So everyone. Mm-hmm. Um. Are there any like? Are there any events or anything that's happened at live shows? Like anything that really stands out? Like all the live shows that you've been to. Mm-hmm. Are there any big events or? things that have happened. I mean, I know that you're really focusing on like outside of not the, not the Seattle area shows, but we we'll, let's talk about them just for a minute. Um, you know, is there anything that's ever happened at any of them that's really stood out to you as significant
2: hmm. in
1: like a, uh, significant way?
2: Hmm.
0: I don't really know. I, um, at the 1000th show, I answered a trivia question right, and my shirt got sent to someone else. Um, <laughs> Josh Kearns, I think oh. it was, we determined. Wow. So that was pretty... Um, I had just You had... can
1: order a new one from the Little Red Bandwagon site. Yes, yeah, everyone can. Just click that um, shop button up in the corner. We've got some <laughs> t-shirts. I'll make sure know. to send it to the right address.
0: <laughs> You've been to quite a few live shows now I have that been. I've dragged you to. Mm-hmm. Um has anything? Can you think of anything that significant that happened?
1: Yeah, there was one time that um that me and you got engaged. Oh,
0: at the, okay, <laughs> at yeah, the that's pretty, picnic That's that's a slightly more exciting than getting t- a shirt taken away from Frankly,
1: me. Frankly, I'm a little hurt that uh, <laughs> that you didn't remember, but oh. that's okay. It was a significant event for me anyway, and thanks to um, friend of the show, Phyllis Fletcher, for a. Yes. Uh, helping with some of the logistics there and, behind the scenes.
0: And Luke and Andrew, right? You yeah, sh- they you, did. They mm-hmm. knew before any of my family knew.
1: I got Andrew uh, to apparently break his policy against public proposals, too, that I didn't <laughs> know existed. Right. Uh, and how, <laughs> <Since> <laughs> if I did, I probably would have never asked him. <laughs> Since you don't listen to the show. I listen now, like, but yeah. I didn't listen back then. Yeah, but uh, but I'm glad, I'm glad that I didn't know because I probably wouldn't have asked him. Right. And I thought it was fun.
0: Yeah, it was fun.
1: And it got recorded for free, so. Right. <laughs> I didn't have to figure that out. All right. Okay. So, um we had an email from Christy Landerfield? Yes. Okay.
0: We had she had some technical difficulties so we didn't get to record.
1: And she attended the Chicago show in 2011. Both.
0: There was back-to-back shows, two shows. Oh
1: my goodness. Yep. Like a whole Weekend of shows. Yeah, and she went to both. All right. Um, Okay. Um, This is Christy's email. My favorite part was absolutely Jen's rap. She was amazing. I also loved Peter Seagull's. Seagull's. Completely, (laughs) completely bewilderment at the TENS community. He was a bit perplexed, but appreciative of all of the meta-ness of the show. Advice for 10s attending their first live show or event, just go. Be open-minded and set all your social anxiety aside and just go. Every 10 I've ever met IRL has absolutely been an awesome and genuine, as awesome and genuine as they appeared to be online. A few minutes of awkwardness quickly evaporates once you start talking about favorite TBTL moments, drops, memories. It's so worth it. Hope that helps. Sorry again for the delays and mishaps. Hope you and all the 10s have a blast in Austin.
0: You know what else would help people to point out which who is a 10 and who isn't? <laughs> if you had some LRB RAR shirts.
1: Christy, I just feel like you're being kind of exploitative at this point. <laughs>
0: There was a time, <laughs> this is before you, where there were where we were trying to set up like a, a hand signal mm-hmm. so that you could signal to someone that you also were a 10, <laughs> which it was the sign language for 10, and you would kind of like say RAR while you did it. Oh, that didn't catch on that's, very yeah. well. I
1: feel like that could be problematic <laughs> um, for a lot of different reasons probably. <laughs> yeah. yeah, it might result in some kind of shooting or something. I don't know. Yeah. Let's not do that. Maybe.
0: So for all of you that are in the Austin area, I don't know if you're gonna listen to this today or Friday or whatever. Yeah. But um we're excited to meet you. Um I Christy's kind of very excited to meet you. I'm I'm really excited to meet everybody. I have a little bit of social anxiety, so I probably won't go up to people, but definitely come up to me. Oh my god. <laughs> yeah. And Anne. Yeah is bringing Christy's, name tags.
1: Christy's not mean until she really gets to know you. <laughs> but I promise if you haven't met her yet, she'll be super nice to you. <laughs> Probably for the, you know, the first hour or so. Oh,
0: come on. really starts to taper down come after on. that. Anyway, <laughs> Cut all right. This out. Let's
1: um let's 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 get out of here. All right. Christina, I think as they say, uh, is there any house housekeeping? House cleaning?
0: Buy some stuff on slash shop
1: yeah, just go. You can just go to littleredbandwagon.com dot com and click that shop button up in the up in the top or in the little sidebar.
0: And if you're shopping and it, it doesn't shirts. include rar shirts or a ten mug, go to Amazon. dot com. No, go to littleredbandwagon.com dot com slash Amazon and buy everything else that you yeah. would need. Can I say something about that real quick? Yes.
1: Like, I just want people to know that that actually really does make a huge difference. Yeah. I mean, we paid don't. For our nobody's getting rich hosting. off of it, but like, we have to pay. You know whatever a couple bucks a month to keep the audio files up online more than and a couple bucks pay for like... the website and we b- have a little mic kit and headphones and stuff that we ship around to people so like there's some real costs here and like people uh clicking through that amazon link we don't we get like that actually is it really super helpful and it doesn't month. cost um any money to you like if you're buying something there you can just go do it and it's it's awesome. And I also wanted to say another thing about the shirts. And I think I mentioned this last time that uh you guys let me on, but um we have some we we have other like we have the capability now, <laughs> I guess, to basically put whatever design we want on shirts. So if you guys have something that you really want or some ideas, like I have a couple ideas that I'm trying to work on. Um I just need a graphic designer, so Hit me up if you know any. Um, but if you have ideas of shirts or merch or items that you want to see, um, we have lots of stuff we can do, and I would love to work with you to make that happen. So uh, hit me up, and we'll talk it out. Talk it out. <laughs> study it out.
2: Study it <laughs> yeah, out. Study.
1: See? And one of you know. I know drops.
0: <laughs> <laughs> because he read them off of his RAR shirt. <laughs> <laughs> until next time this wait is that's it oh yeah
1: you're not gonna say like what about the Facebook page what if people want to talk to the podcast on Facebook where do they go how do they find you
0: um, go to the Stents page or little red bandwagon yeah you can
1: just search little red bandwagon and you guys will show up right little
0: red bandwagon at gmail.com
1: and I are you guys on Twitter
0: I think so <laughs> someone is
1: at LRB podcast on Twitter yeah right twitter.com slash LRB podcast um, and there's a phone number too, mm-hmm. but you don't have it in front of you. And I'm don't. guessing you don't have a memorized, no. so it's on our website, right. LittleRedBandwagon.com. Really, I mean, honestly, all those things we just said—that's the only, that's the most important thing. Just
0: call Jeremy. Everything else we mentioned is on there. Two seven one. Yeah. yeah, I don't actually know the last four <laughs> digits. <laughs> uh,
1: yeah. Okay. Um, all right. Well, until next time. This is the next party.
0: And we love you, Jen, and Queso.
4: Nailed it! Nailed it.
5: Nailed it!
2: Nailed it. Nailed it.